You're watching Meet the Movie Press. And coming up, we're going to be talking about Tom Hanks' Mr. Rogers, Cowboy Ninja Viking, the Men in Black spinoff, and a tiny little movie called Black Panther. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Meet the Movie Press. Welcome back, Jeff. It's good to be back, Simon. It's good to have you back. It's good to see you, buddy. I was Even just... though we ran into each other a couple times we this did. week. We did twice. That's right. It yeah. was, a, it was a, a lucky week for me. And you look kind of disappointed to see me each time. I was like, oh, they let anybody into these things. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly they've lowered the entry standards. It's like, geez, I guess I'm yeah. not as special as I thought. <laughs> I oh, am no, Jeff special. Snyder, though, editor-in-chief mm. of the tracking board, yeah. tracking-board.com. Mm. And I am at the Insider on Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. Ooh. With me, as always, Simon Thompson. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at showbizsimon. And there's a Facebook page. Uh, this is Simon Thompson. Yes, there is. There I've never is. actually never been, been to that yeah. Facebook page. I've invited page, you to like that but page we inc- several yeah, times. Yeah, we encourage you. Just like it and, and never look at it again. Decline. <laughs> um, Man, Dad mm. says hello. Dad's in town this week. Sweet. That's right. He's good? <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. good. Awesome, cool. All right. Um... <laughs> Where do you want to start, dude? Okay, uh, what should we? Well, let, we, we say we saw each other a couple of times this week. Let's talk about where we saw each other. We can't say too much, right? The, but we can the, say the, the embargo, we the review embargo, is still in place. It is for uh, a little, a little independent film um, from a burgeoning franchise, <laughs> uh, burgeoning Marvel Studios. Yes, yes, yes. I think they're, they're so. They're, I saw you at the premiere. Do good things. Yep, look dapper. Thank you. This is where you say, so did you, yeah, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, you looked awesome. I looked yeah. just great, you guys. so good. In fact, I was like, that's like an attractive Jeff Schneider. <laughs> I got all dolled up for Black yeah, Panther. Um, and thank God, because, and you man, your I had, we had some great seats. Jesus Christ, this was a murderer's row of, of filmmakers. They put them in the press section. I, I swear it was just for tweets like mine and a couple other people who noted this. A lot of people did tweet it. Yeah, it was like John Favreau, James Gunn, John Watts, mm-hmm. Kumail uh, and mm-hmm. Emily, who just got nominated for Oscars, which is awesome. Um, God, who else was there? Uh, Taika, Ava DuVernay, Josh Gad. Yep. Uh, it was wild. Everybody, literally everybody. Martin Lawrence. Martin out. Lawrence was Martin there, Lawrence sitting next dunk. to Boris Kidd. He, he got the money seat next to Martin Lawrence. <laughs> he literally never, Martin Lawrence never turns out at these celebrity and showbiz events. Yeah. And he was there. Maybe he's going to be in an upcoming uh, Marvel movie. Who knows? You know, they, knows? they invite friends of the Disney family. Uh, but yeah, I would pay, actually pay to see a movie with Boris Kidd of The Hollywood Reporter mm-hmm. and Martin Lawrence. A bat Bad Boys for Life. Yep. <laughs> we, we can will get be, to that later. We will be talking about that, that, that film and that franchise. But yes, so Black Panther, yeah. uh, we, we went to the premiere. Mm-hmm. Uh, n- no party, though, for the journalists. The journalists are not invited to the after parties for Marvel. I mean, I guess I'm just glad to be there. But it is quite the circus to navigate for no party, you know? Yes. Uh, certainly, it was security was high. It was one of the biggest premieres outside of something, certainly on, on in center of Hollywood, there at the Dolby. Right. It was one of the biggest premieres that I've seen for that carpet was huge right they had a, they had a whole it tent was, they, I, they don't usually have tents no for the marvel ones no. um but it was awesome um, hey, I, I i'm glad i was there because it was definitely cool to be in the room for that to see that cast uh, come out on stage everybody looked amazing mm. 
Um, it was a special night. You could feel the electricity in the room, and, and you know, judging by the reactions, yeah, uh, which were allowed mm. right after the screening, uh, this movie is going just to do monster numbers. Yeah, I mean, it was it was already pitched to sort of open around the 120, and people are saying now 150. I think that go up ha- having up. having having seen this and th- the response being so genuine. Um, I think 150 is easy. That's I, like the I think floor. We could see. You know, 160, 165. I think you see 180. Well. People are starving really? for movies. Did you? There's nothing. No, what has true. come out the last six weeks? That is true. I guess Itania is like still expanding. It seems like that. I yep. saw that movie like five months ago or Maze something. Runner, still expanding this weekend, mm. Itania. Go check it out if you haven't seen that. But yeah, there hasn't been much for January in the first couple of weeks of February. Yeah. It's been it's been very dry, but also I mean, aside from that, aside from the fact that there has been a dearth of movies, it's a very strong movie. Um, okay, so yeah, we we you know we can sort of keep it keep it. We, we can slim. say what we what right, we tweeted we'll, exactly. We exactly. can't do an in depth, and we won't do an in depth. Oh, so because we want to keep being invited to these things. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, one thing that surprised me was the fact uh, that it was so smooth as a movie. Comic book movies I- I- in general and superhero movies they tend to be quite. Uh, they even though to they do can too hold much. together really nice, they try to do too much, and it's very stop-starty. It's here's an action thing, here's not an action thing, and it's a little. There's even when it's done really well, it's a little mm-hmm. bit of a you know stop and stop-start feel to this. This feels ridiculously smooth right from right from the very beginning, right through to the very end. It it has a really nice ebb and flow and tone to it. Uh, there is there was the opportunity for this film to be potentially slightly preachy. Um, because a lot of important issues and a lot of conversations have in the real world and obviously within the Marvel Universe, it never comes off like that. Um, It makes it look done effortlessly, but clearly a lot of work and effort has been put in to making it look so effortless. This is also a Black Panther movie, where Black Panther is not necessarily the person that steals every scene that belongs to some pretty much at the moment unknown people who nail every second they are on screen. They absolutely deliver. It genuinely is, from start to finish, an absolute joy. Did you think it was the best Marvel movie the way a it's lot of people are saying? It's in my top three. People were saying, I mean, I don't, it's sometimes, it's certainly up there. It's, it's, in, it's in the top three. It's potentially two. For me, I think still Ant-Man is currently my, my favorite Marvel mm-hmm. movie. Might um, as well. But it's it's very close to that. Um, I do, I'm very top, much looking forward to seeing fair. it again. Top three is fair. It's definitely top three, potentially top two. It's good. It, it is definitely an above average Marvel movie, which is what I tweeted. And, and as a movie. Outside yes. of Marvel, as a, if you yes, take it, it as a standalone movie, of course, it, it it's is a great movie. When I, you know, if you guys have ever been to the insnider.blogspot.com, mm, yeah, where I do my movie rankings, you know, I have the standouts, the good, the disappointments, whatever it is. I'm pretty sure that Black Panther will fall on the upper end of the good list. I, I mean, I don't know if I'd put it as standout yet i'd like to see it again too because there was just so much to to take in i had no problems with with the story stuff which is typically my marvel yep. beef um all that you know I, I thought like you said it was very smooth ryan coogler did a very good job mm. um and the cast is fantastic uh particularly the women of wakanda yeah uh Letitia wright i thought was fantastic uh Lupita Nyong'o is really we both, good. We both spoke to her this week because I was there producing yeah, the room. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had a suite for E News. You're giving up. You're giving up my names now. Oh, you're giving. Yeah, that that's a reveal on the tracking board. 
<laughs> I didn't say you spoke to her about that. Ah, okay. Well, anyway, it may be in a conversation. In she, the she, she is wonderful in yeah. the movie. Um, and I mean, when you have people like Angela Bassett and Forrest Whitaker, yeah, uh, yeah. So, so like you said, if I have a criticism, it is that Chadwick and and Black Panther kind of gets overshadowed in his mm. own movie, also because the villain is so good. Mm. Uh, and, and you know who else is really good? I don't know if he'd, I'd say my favorite performance of the film, but damn close. Andy Serkis. Yeah. So when you have, like, all these people, it kind of, like, Black Panther stood out in Civil War, you know, because yep. he was new and exciting and all that stuff. Yep. Um, that's all. That's all I'll say. Um, there's a couple of people movie. reacting already. Um, it's not a full review of the movie because that is embargoed. We will talk about this more yeah. again in a couple of weeks. Uh, we got Zaya saying could make 175, 200 mil plus opening weekend. I think, I think certainly, you know, 175, 180 is doable. Zenith yeah. says 180, 200 million US opening weekend. These are not ridiculous figures. Sometimes people get excited you, it's gonna be, about this. It's gonna be it is going to be huge. You can feel it. You um, can just feel it out there. The word of mouth is going to be so strong and the, and the appeal for this movie is going to be so strong. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, film, uh, film no James. He says that every new Marvel film is always the best one yet from some web guys. Yeah, you're 100% accurate, which is yeah. why I don't say that. Uh, this is one, though, this is a Marvel oh. movie that, as much as I enjoyed things like Thor Ragnarok, which I, I loved, mm-hmm. I didn't feel the need to then go, actually, I want to see that again soon. I genuinely cannot wait to go and see this movie. Again, I, t- I, I did it. not have the reaction where I was I was crying or anything like that, but no. I fully understand the people who did, mm. particularly the people of color who mm-hmm. see themselves represented up on that screen. That's going to mean so much, I think. Um, and, and I and I won't take anything away from those reactions because those are. Fully honest and earned. What was what was very interesting was the fact that I, when I when I, I took a friend of mine who is who is a, a, a British actor of color um, because he grew up with Black Panther. This was a representation. He's been so excited about this movie. So I thought, well, I could take anybody to see this, but I took him. I was not the only person I could see who'd obviously taken somebody with them that genuinely this film, it wasn't that they want to go to a premiere, they wanted to go and experience this film because it meant something to them. And that is not necessarily that it has to be someone of colour. It's someone who is a a, a woman or whatever. But everybody who wanted to be there was really wanting to see this connected in a very personal way rather than it just being another comic book movie, which I think in itself is, is, is very rare for this kind of thing. Uh, yes. We uh, Anything else to discuss on Black Panther? Should we move on? Let's move on from that, I think. Yeah. And we, I mean, we're going to get some... I've, I've Actually, uh, before we do... We I did the a, line there. I did a piece on uh, Forbes uh, just yesterday about a charity based out of Chicago that is actually looking to raise $100,000 so that they can take um, young children, uh, young children of colour in major cities around to America... To see Black Panther, To right? see Black Panther. Yeah. Um, what they're looking for is... It, they, they have the 100000 total, but they want enough for a ticket, $15 for each child, and to pay for their transport. $15 is then for them to have some refreshments because the ticket's one thing. The refreshments are ridiculously expensive. And if you're going to see this movie, get a drink and get some popcorn or do whatever. So I think that's totally reasonable. Uh, so if you want to find out actually how to donate, you don't have to donate a huge amount of money, but if you want to do that and potentially help a child who wants to see this representation of themselves on the big screen, all the info is on my piece on Forbes. Um, I've given them $100 of my own money. I think it's really important to do this. Um, and I'm going to support the campaign in any way that I can. I think if you are able to do that, I think please do do that too. So the information is My co-host is such a good guy. Um, Yes, please do give. That is a great cause. All right, let's move on to Men in Black. Yeah. There's a Men in Black spinoff coming. Yeah. It will not star... Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. So is it a no. spinoff or is it a reboot? I, well, they, I don't they're know. calling it a spinoff right now. Um, is Emma Thompson? Like, if anybody comes back, it would be Emma Thompson, right? 
Emma Thompson, I could also see, I mean, if they wanted to take it back and not have um, Tommy Lee Jones in it, maybe go back to Brolin and have a spin-off from that period. Interesting. Rather yeah. than current times. Obviously, we don't know much about the project. We know that right. F. Gary Gray is going to be helming it. So, so what do you think of that choice? F. Gary Gray has certainly you know, earned uh, another huge movie after the last, yeah. uh, what was it? Which one did he do? Fast 7? Yeah. Seven yeah, or fast, fast seven. Eight. It was fast seven because fast eight was the one right. that came out this right, year. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, great. Track. I mean, I, I personally, I mean, I, I, I've rewatched the Men in Black movies, and even I even quite enjoyed the third one mm-hmm. um, a number of times. And it is a great franchise. It's kind of disappointing that when there are so many franchises in Hollywood that are being pursued, they're actually not quite as good. Um, this is one I think is is a universe that is rife for for some really interesting ideas. And again, you can play with the time element. You can play with whether you want to keep it on Earth or take it into space. Lots of different things that you can do. So I'm really interested to see this. I'm more excited about this as a spin-off, even though we don't know a huge amount of details at the moment, rather than the 21 Jump Street, 22 Jump Street Men in Black crossover. Well, I don't, know, I don't know fun. if that's happening. That I don't, I don't think is going to happen now. Yeah. But this, I'm, I'm genuinely like, there's more room to do things with this, I, I mean, you, I, I, it, it can't be two men. I'll, I'll tell you that right now, which is why... I'm saying a man and a woman wh- wh- or two wh- wh- women. Uh, I think it'll be a man and a woman. Yeah. Um, if there's only two. I mean, who knows? There could be three or four leads. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely not going to be two guys. No. So th- I think that's why well, they're not that. they're not calling it like it doesn't have a title. It's known as the Men in Black spinoff, but it te- that's not a title because I don't think it's going to be Men yeah. in Black. Uh, F. Gary Gray, solid choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also did you know I forgot about Straight Outta Compton how successful that was. Um, I think that you know it indicates uh, a sort of like you know the big budget sort of action heavy direction this may be going mm-hmm. less you know because um, he doesn't really have that much of a bad. Well, I guess he did Friday. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like comedy. He hasn't done a comedy in a long no, but time, but he did fucking Friday. So I guess comedic, I shut up. Comedic moments in, or you know, lighter moments in, you know, things like Fast and Furious Seven. You know, so I think that kind of that banter between characters he can handle. Um, yeah, I think yeah, no, you're right. Certainly, set pieces for action are, are as important, and he's proved that he can do that. It, it's definitely a, night, a, a good choice because really a lot of studios would yeah. love would love to be in business with, with uh, F. Gary Grain, and for Sony to go out and get him, you know, kudos to them. Mm. Uh, is there anybody who you would like to see donning the black shades? Well, while we went, we've mentioned her already. I would love to see off the back of her performance in Black Panther alone, and having seen her in Black Mirror, um, Letitia. Really? I would really like to see her, but not as one of the uh, leads. I would like to see her as, like, maybe the, 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 the number two or the number three, the rookie, that make kind it, of thing. I think she'd make a good villain, actually. Oh, potentially. Uh, yeah. And it would be interesting to have a female villain, because they haven't... Did they do that in the second one? I don't know. If you're asking but, me to remember details yeah, from I mean, Men I, in Black, I, too. I think... Um, as far as... Uh, no, who would you want to see as the leads? I mean, I, I, Letitia was obviously wonderful. She's not going to be the lead in no, Men in Black. I would say if we're going, if we go with a man and a woman, I would be very interested to see. Let me have a think about this for a second. Um, no, I, no, you go first. I'm okay. gonna have a well, think about Sony love you know. Th- there's one actress who Sony always covets, and that's Emma Stone. Hmm. Uh, you don't think uh, you, you don't think you could see her? Not, no, not quite. Doesn't not not quite for me. Hmm, okay, should be an interesting choice. Would but you? I don't... Okay, well, for the guy, would you rather have somebody like Tom Hiddleston or Idris Elba? 
I'd go someone. I would go someone. Tom Hiddleston. I think also could be quite fun as someone if you went down the Annette route. Someone like a Martin Freeman, um, kind of number two, as 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 one of the male. Really? (laughs) See, I think if if he was Martin Freeman as the lead in Men in Black. As one of the leads in Men in Black, because if they have yes, the, the the male lead, you're saying the male lead, Martin Freeman. I think that could be interesting. Oh my god, Jesus Christ! You <laughs> ask for my opinion, you get my opinion. <laughs> that, uh, but it's Paul like Paul Rudd. Okay, yeah, there you go. Sure. There you go. You could see Paul Rudd. Can you really see Martin Freeman as the lead in a big movie like like Men in Black? That's well. That's the only reason I'm giving you shit for it. It's not that it's a bad creative choice. It's that that would never fucking happen. Um, it would not be the first time that someone who is not a a level actor has been given a lead role in a major movie. I suppose. But it's not that that, that would be of. that would be a stretch. Um, speaking of Sony, yep. we'll move it along. Simon, sorry okay. for busting your balls no, on that cool. one. Uh, TriStar, Sony's TriStar mm-hmm. label, doing a Mister Rogers movie called yep. uh, what, what is it? You are my friend. That's correct. Yeah, like, I'm like, won't you be my neighbor? No, no, no. <laughs> you are my friend. Well, that's. I thought it would have been not a called. question. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's uh, well. That, isn't that the name of uh, the documentary that was at Sundance? I believe. I could have been my yeah, neighbor. Yeah. So Tom Hanks. It's going to play Mr. Rogers. Mm. Now, is that perfect casting or is that too on the nose? Is it like, wow, they didn't have to think for more than two seconds about that one? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I when I saw this, this could have broke quite early this week. I I think it's a good casting choice. I think it's a little, for me, it's a little bit obvious. A little um, obvious, yeah. A little so obvious. And he's also done a couple of things kind of. Like Walt Disney, where, yeah, Walt Disney, Disney like um, the same person, Captain Phillips. I'm kind of like he's played... Captain Phillips, like Mr. Rogers. No, no, no. I'm not saying it's like <laughs> Mr. Rogers, but he's done a number of these where he plays real people, and I'm just kind of like it. Just seems to be a lot of hey, let's get Tom Hanks Bridge to play Spies the real, is a real person. Guy. Yeah, the Post is a real guy. Um, uh, uh, Catch Me If You Can was a real guy. Terminal, terminal guy. guy. Jesus, just, just see. Oh my god, you're frightening me. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kind of like splash. That no, wasn't a real guy. Um, <laughs> bachelor party, not a real guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think he'll do a great job, and I think he definitely looks like he fits the role. Uh, the post was a real guy. Um, I, I just kind of would have liked to have seen perhaps something a little bit more creative. But he is someone that will probably sell tickets. Yeah, I mean, Tommy is, as Mister Rogers is a pretty irresistible combination. Yeah. And you can bet that that will be in contention, uh, you know, for Oscars or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and the interesting thing about this, and, and you know, I couldn't get this confirmed, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll write a story about it uh, when the time is appropriate. But the rumor is that that David Yellowo would star opposite him mm. as the journalist, even though the journalist was white in real life. Uh, I heard that they may be changing because uh, I think actually in the description. Uh, that was sent out. It's it's like you know the story is inspired by his friendship with uh, Tom Junode or whatever, but it doesn't say that the movie's actually about that. Yeah, um, I think it's it's going to be. I think they're going to change the name uh, of of the journalist, but we'll see. Um, that is an unconfirmed rumor as of now. I mean, it'll probably be a quality product, but I just kind of creatively would have been. Do something like you did with the journalist, something a little bit different. But I guess you know, I mean, it's like you know, maybe they're waiting because I mean, David Oyelowo has that Gringo movie that's coming out yeah. this year, and mm-hmm. he's also in the Cloverfield movie. 
that we're going to yes. talk about shortly. We're all going to talk about that. So it's like that could be a good year or that could be a not so good year. Yeah. That could go either way. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, just going back very briefly to talking about uh, Men in Black, a couple of people in the chat have been making suggestions. Uh, uh, Ed Douglas has said Don Draper. Um, so obviously John Hamm. John Hamm would be a, would be quite John, good. John Hamm's a good realistic choice. That's actually not bad. Uh, Zion said uh, Keith Powers, uh, Coffee Serbo. Uh, I'm not familiar with either of those people. I don't think. Or Travante Rhodes uh, would be to replace. Yeah, he Will. was hilarious in Moonlight. Yeah, and uh, Twelve Strong. <laughs> no, none, none of those. None uh, of those are. Worse. Jason, none of those are. Worse. Jason Mitchell and Michelle Rodriguez. You got to think of like you got to think like a studio executive. Yeah. Like they're just like I just need realism in these conversations. Uh, Don Don Draper, Kevin Hart, Michelle Rodriguez. Did somebody say? Yeah, Jason Jesus Mitchell, Michelle Christ. Rodriguez, uh, Edward Douglas uh, is saying uh, Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling. Mm, please no. I mean I enjoyed La La Land, but I don't want to see that pairing again. Uh, Michael B. Jordan. Uh, that's from Salty One Two Seven. Michael B. Jordan would be a good call. Yeah, um, Tiff. Tiffany Haddish would be great. That's, that's like I don't know if guys like Michael B. Jordan and even Idris Elba if they'd want to do that or if they'd feel like yeah. they're just kind of like doing what Will did before them. Uh, Bruce Willis and uh, Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish would be great. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to see talking about villains. I'd love to see her as the villain. Uh, Ryan Gosling and she Daniel make, Kaluuya make a great in Men in Black reboot. Interesting. Is not a bad call for, for Men in Black. Yeah, those all work. Uh, Zoe Saldana, Naomi Harris, um, Teresa P. Henson, uh, Zoe uh, Rosario Dawson. I don't. Rosario Dawson wouldn't be in the in no, the running for that. And The Rock no. and Channing Tatum from Zeno Hour. I think that's too obvious. And The Rock. I don't. Uh, they're looking at starting. Channing shoots. would be good. Yeah. Um, so, Carrie Washington, Tandy Newton, Cat uh, Graham. The, yeah, there's a few in here. Travante Rhodes and Joe McHale. I think that was... That says Sky, pa- uh, Sky Patterson put that in the chat. Joe McHale's Joe not, McHale. not bad. I think actually that's Joe McHale has hacked Sky's uh, <laughs> account and is now posting <laughs> like, in the chat. I guess we can see that maybe. You know, it's but... not the most ludicrous thing, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, no. yeah we'll see. Travante Rhodes. Men of Black, no. Yeah, no. Uh, let's hop over to Universal. Okay, cool. Let's talk about that. Cowboy mm. and Ninja Viking. Yeah. Chris Pratt lured Michelle McLaren to direct. That's got to be a coup for this movie, yeah. right? Uh, this would actually be, and it seems like I've been writing stories about her for the last three or four years mm. about her directorial debut. This is going to be her directorial debut. Yeah. After all that talk. Um... She beat out Jennifer U. Nelson mm-hmm. and apparently Rick Famuyiwa, uh, but I'd heard it was between Michelle and Jennifer, and uh, it's great to see, you know, that women are up for these huge gigs, and, and, yep. and that, uh, you know, Universal pulled the trigger on this one, that Chris Pratt really led the push, yep. or so I'm told, for a female director. Um, yeah. What do you think? No, great. I mean, this is a film in itself, but I'm I'm not particularly. It's it's setting a little alarm bells off for me. I don't know if it's going to be a little bit too kind of zany. I, I don't know. I just it's not. I'm not feeling it right now. But she is a great call for this. A great call. So you know, yeah. I don't know. What, I, but then again, I thought Guardians of the Galaxy sounded like the worst idea ever. Um, <laughs> right, a tree and a raccoon. Cast. Yeah, I just thought it was the worst idea ever, and then it turned out to be one of my favorite Marvel movies. Yeah, the thing um, is, I don't really like any know? of these character types. Like, I don't like cowboy movies. I, just get I don't like so ninja movies. Time. I don't really like Viking movies. Yeah, it's all of these things like cowboys versus aliens. You know, ninja blah blah blah. Yeah. I'm just kind of like, I don't know, you know, zombies versus hookers, whatever the fuck they're doing this yeah. week. You know, I'm just kind of like zombies. I guess I'm with you on that front, but, but it does sound crazy. Mm. Uh, I think Michelle McLaren needs something where she can 
be a little loose and have some room to get mm-hmm. crazy and not something that's so like rigid like a Wonder Woman, you know, which he ended up uh, leaving. Yeah. Um, plus, it's Chris Pratt, you know. Uh, I, I, I don't know. D- done the right way, this could be cool. I'm going to yep. keep an open mind on this one, especially yep, after the McLaren hiring. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's not a project that's like, oh wow, I can't wait to see what happens. No, it's it, it's going to be interesting how they sell this. Um, but I'm you know I'm open to be to be completely won over, like I was with things like you know Guardians as a, exactly. as a good example. But also another Chris Pratt project. So we'll see. Let's hop back uh, to that Cloverfield thing. Yeah. So I put that out at Sundance, mm-hmm. um, even though it, it, you know I got a tip basically, and then yeah. I it was like i didn't get a response from netflix and right. so i so i put it out there on on twitter and then a couple of days later like deadline did an article and you know blah 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 uh no one has responded yet netflix mm. hasn't responded uh i don't think paramount has weighed in um the rumor is that we may see a trailer during the super bowl mm-hmm. who knows i don't think that i i think this is like a game changer in the sense that between this and Han Solo, like if Han Solo does in fact open in May on time, it's rewriting the entire rules of marketing. Yeah. Like you don't need to go so far out. People have such an, a short attention span. Mm. Why not just start the campaign a couple weeks in Cloverfield's case or a couple months in Han Solo's case? Before the movie comes out. Well, no, I mean, I, I 100% agree. I mean, I, I wish we went back to the days where something would, you know, be like in the in the two or three months before it runs out. That's when you start to see promo stuff. But, I mean, a really good example of this is um, Sherlock Gnomes, which comes out in March. And I started seeing bus sides and um, bus seat backs for that uh, in L.A. Uh, at the end of, like, October, November time. And I'm like, that is not even a huge movie and people are pushing these things and we see things like Star Wars when does Wars, that come is, out? that comes out in March oh so okay. it's, it's not far away yeah, but it's just, still like, like a six are people going to remember and, that no poster think, five uh, months later for me I mean I'm obviously not in marketing but for me the concern would be the fact that if you keep seeing it on buses you keep driving past it you know and you're driving through your cities and stuff like that you think that film is out very soon and by the time that movie comes out in six months' time, people are like, hasn't this been out? Is this on, right. is this on like Blu-ray or, or Netflix? Why can't I find this movie? Uh, and, and other movies have come along which are being released more urgently, which are going to be taking your financial eye away from, from your product. So I don't quite understand that. I think with, even though I don't in particularly like it, I think you can start selling major movies like Star Wars movies a year in advance. I think that's way too far. Um, but I don't think you can sort of have a six-month lead on those smaller movies. That I just miss the, we've got a movie, it's January, we've got a movie coming out in, in March or April. January is when you see the first trailer. Mm. I kind of miss those days a little bit. I know it makes me sound really fucking old, but <laughs> I am... Uh, let's take a step back, though, and look okay. at the larger picture of Cloverfield moving from Paramount to Netflix. Yeah. Uh, what does this ultimately mean for that franchise? Like, is that done as a theatrical franchise? I think if they go to Netflix, it's going to be difficult then to go back to theatrical unless they want to take a big risk, which is if we are concerned that it might not get bums on seats because the second Cloverfield, 10 Cloverfield, did uh, did pretty well. Yeah. It did, you know, so, it was, I, I'd be very surprised if they do the, maybe we'll take it to Netflix, get that audience, the, and the then they'll come back for the next one. The difference is the budget. And and so yeah. that is sort of what, because, you know, we, we you hear Cloverfield and you just assume they're all of a certain aesthetic and they're all low budget. And also I want to see those budget. movies on a big screen. If it's a big sci-fi thing, I, I'd rather see that right. on a big screen in a theater. 10 Cloverfield Lane the... played great on the big screen. Yeah. So, okay, so 10 Cloverfield Lane, $110 million worldwide. Okay. Okay? 
so that means that the studio gets half of that. Yep. Right? 55. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it, it made sense. It was a hit because the movie only cost like $5 million or $10 yeah. million or something like that. This movie, mm-hmm. the new one with David Ayelowo from Julius Ona, costs uh, in, the, in the ballpark of 40. So when you're talking about 40 plus, you, you have to pay for to market it in theaters. Yeah. And let's say another 15, that's 55. You're, you're, you can't make a profit. Yeah. Uh, so that is why it seems, it looks like they've just like, at least, again, this is the rumor. Nothing has been confirmed at this point that, mm. uh, Clover, that Paramount just sold Cloverfield. So if it costs them 40, and they haven't paid for any marketing yet, which they haven't. We haven't seen any posters yeah. or trailers or anything like that. Um, if they pay, just paid for forty for the movie, and Netflix comes comes in with with a fifty million dollar check, says mm-hmm. we'll take it off your hands for fifty, you get a ten million dollar profit, just go away. And I guess I'd do it if I was Paramount. They're they're clearing the books over there. The question is, what happens with Overlord, which is the next Cloverfield yeah. movie, which is apparently already uh, already finished filming. Yeah. Um, it's a, a World War II thriller, um, so I think this is going to take us back um, it's sort of along the, the Cloverfield timeline, which I'm very open to, and it could be interesting. Um, I mean, then I think if, if it's been on Netflix, I think it'll be the, the third one has been on Netflix. It'll be difficult then to go back to, to having it as theatrical. This would... last one would probably... I mean, I don't know a huge amount about the current one, but I'm assuming with the with the budget and right. who's in it, the scope is going to be it's going to be quite an epic thing. Well, it's a, um, yeah, it's an outer yeah. space thing. It's the, off of the Earth. fourth one would be for me currently logically where that would go. Okay, we're going to put one on Netflix. I, I mean, it depends on whether they want to. I mean, we dis- discussed this previously, and the idea has been floated about taking it away from doing feature movies and maybe doing uh, TV series or you know limited seasons and potentially something like that. And that would lend itself more to Netflix. I mean, I could totally see see a Cloverfield series yeah. that would like an anthology series, like a Twilight Zone or Outer Limits or something. Yeah, that would be really uh, cool. Actually, yeah. hey, bring us in for a meeting, JJ. Um, <laughs> but uh, well, considering the popularity again of things so, like Black Mirror, where you can go, dark Cloverfield down. three though is stacked with this international cast, like yeah. a Yellow, Elizabeth Debicki, mm-hmm. uh, Daniel Bruhl, like these, these international stars. Um, Cloverfield four, Overlord. It is not like that. It's Wyatt Russell, mm-hmm. and that's kind of it. I don't know, even know if you'd rec- uh, actually one of the guys from Fences. Okay. Um. So it's like, does that movie cost five or ten? And if so, does Paramount hang on to that, knowing it can turn a ten Cloverfield Lane like profit with it? Mm-hmm. So I, we don't know if this Netflix deal encompasses just the one movie yep. or two or what. True. I have no idea. True. The the other thing is, it's like, man, Paramount. To get rid of these J.J. Abrams produced films, this, mm-hmm. these are bad robot, like, doesn't speak great of that relationship, I don't think. I no. think that Paramount has to be somewhat steamed about J.J. doing not only Force Awakens, which mm-hmm. they were steamed about, uh, but now Episode Nine. So it's like, yeah. you know, they have the deal with Paramount, and he's going to make movies for Disney, and now Paramount's just kind of kicking his movies to Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, very interesting. I don't know if that whole story has been told yet. I mean, I'm I'm looking. You know, I'm, both of these Cloverfield products, I'm looking forward to. Um, you know, I do enjoy it. And like you say, you know, it'd be great to see them some, do some more things for. It, and I think they could do that on the small screen. That yep. would totally lend itself to. But I think if you know, like like we say, if if it goes to Netflix, it might be harder to then. But financially, that fourth one going to the big screen would make more financial sense. It's it's certainly an interesting model right now, and I think a lot of other studios are going to be looking at it. But bottom line, at the end of the day, Paramount need a fucking hit. They've not had a, a bona fide runaway hit that's given yeah. them 
positive, well, it was a rough very fall. clear It was bank. a rough fall with Suburbicon and Downsizing yeah. and Mother. And they have uh, Mission Impossible coming out, you know. Which soon, I can't wait for. Which I think will be, that'll be bank for them. Real but quickly, they haven't had a movie that's brought bank. That was on my, on my list of things to talk about. Do you like the title? That's all I want to know. Yeah, do I do. Mission Impossible Fallout. Yeah, I, think I like. I like it too. Yeah, it's it, strong and it's quite ambiguous. It's, it's, I like it, but it, but it's like a real thing. It's not like Ghost Protocol. It's not like something fucking kind of goofy. Yeah. Even though I I love all those Mission Impossible movies, I I really like the Mission Impossible franchise mm. in general. Um, Mission Impossible Donkey Punch. Yeah, but uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. I like that it's yeah. one word, that it's like a short word, mm-hmm. that it's like a, there's action and, and consequence to that word. Yeah. Uh, it's a good title. Um, Simon, let's talk about what you wanted to talk about. Guys, they give me the the, the one co-host here at AfterBuzz yeah. at, at Popcorn Talk Network or whatever mm-hmm. who wants a friggin' Crank universe. That's a great idea. It's him and the, and the director of Crank who want this. Uh, it is. Elaborate, yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. So uh, the co-director, Brian Taylor, basically uh, did an interview this week uh, and in which he said that uh, he would be open and would want a Crank cinematic universe. So first two Crank movies, Jason Statham, really good, slightly mental um, action movies. To have a universe formed around those two films may or may not include Jason Statham. I think it would be good to How do you have a crank universe with that with Jason Statham? Because then you have other people in this similar situation. You can, I mean, okay, they've tried... <laughs> similar they've, situation. Ha, I will... I will <laughs> similar situation. But, <laughs> no, but I think you could. I think you could take an... I mean, now, they have tried to take a Jason Statham vehicle and push it off in other directions with other people previously, like the Transporter franchise right. and stuff Bring like that. Bring in Ed Scrine. Did not work. That was not a particularly good product. But I think with Within the Crank Universe, Crank Universe, the Crankiverse. I don't know. Crankiverse. The Crankiverse. Um, <laughs> I think you can actually do some fun things in the similar way you could do with things like John Wick. There are certain action franchises I think that you can actually build a really nice little world around it, and either have it as movies or you know as TV, or again, rife for things like Netflix. I didn't. I, I, I spat that. I, I, I liked the Crank movies just fine. They're I just don't. I, I think that they are fun. of their. Of their moment, you know, and I think that that moment has passed, so I am all set on a Crank Universe, but hey, more power to you. I'll see you at the screening, my friend. Did you see Mom and Dad? No. That's from the director of Crank, right? I think it is. Uh, yeah, could Brian be. Taylor, yeah. yeah. No, that's the one you walked out of, right? I did walk out of that no. one in Toronto. I have not seen it. <laughs> I was like, what, what is going on right no. now? No. Um, let's talk about Dumbledore. Okay, let's talk about it. Uh, Fantastic Beasts. Uh, there was a story this week, apparently, the, uh, uh, the sequel to Fantastic Beasts is going to ignore... Dumbledore's sexuality. Apparently, there's. <gasps> How dare they? Well, I'm just going to think. I wanted a whole orgy. But we have not. It, it was never really referenced in the Harry Potter movies. It was certainly never a thing. It obviously wasn't referenced in Fantastic Beasts. So I'm like, while obviously, if you have a character that is LGBTQ and it is important, absolutely mention it. But if it hasn't actually featured anywhere else to <laughs> shoehorn it in, to me, would kind of be counterproductive. Guys, this was always and it's, it's a also fantastic thing. beasts. It's not, as you say, it's not exactly like we're going to see him, you know, popping off for a, a rim job or something, do, you know? Do, it's not, it's not going to have a sexual first content. Of all, rim jobs are for heterosexuals as well, just that to be true. clear. That is true. <laughs> Everybody but like, can I, enjoy that. What does being gay in a studio franchise film even oh, mean don't... these days? It means like yeah. a furtive glance or like a holding of hands. Like, there's. Uh, well, it's there, like last year with Beauty and the Beast when they were saying there's a gay moment. I yeah, was like, exactly. which one? Exactly. Uh, this is what I, I don't understand. It's but like. Even if they put it in, I don't see why I want, it would. I want real representation, not yeah. this lip service Turkenism. representation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where it's like 
the, like I feel like David Yates is like he's not gay anywhere in the movie Dumbledore. No, but he's like, oh yeah, everybody knows that. Oh yeah, Dumbledore's gay. <laughs> but like and it's not in is, the text. That's that's absolutely fine. I don't you know I certainly don't have a problem. Like I'm like I to me I'd be like why but, are you shoewanning it in? But it, it's like this back padding. Like yeah yeah we have we have a gay character. But also film. then at- but we but uh, if. It's but also then, if it, it's as it's a prequel movie, if you reference his sexuality and it's like okay, fine, if he had a partner or something, but then it's never ever mentioned again in the movies that come after it. That just doesn't quite fit. That doesn't I quite just, work. Do you know what I mean? It's it's front loading. I, I don't know for, why the people making this movie are sort of playing into it mm. and then only to dis ultimately disrespect it. And I don't know what the fans are expecting I don't. to be in there. Yeah. You know. Um, anyways, it's. I just thought it was kind of a, an, a, an interesting thing. I'm just like, it, it just means all the 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 breath that you've wasted these last few months talking about it is for nothing. Yeah, that's what it felt like to me. Um, okay, uh, changing tack completely. Yes, um, Super Mario movie, uh, an animated movie. I didn't it's even not, see this this yeah. week. I, I missed this. It's not, unfortunately, um, a, a, you know, a, the Bob Hoskins reboot with John Leguizamo. I know. I would love to see. Which those guys. you know what? It's a terrible movie, but there's actually little bits about that that I quite enjoy. Um, yeah, it's going to be from Illumination. They're doing a new Super Mario animated Perfect. movie. It's in the works, which I think is actually um, a, a great idea. I've never been the biggest fan of, of say, Super Mario and stuff like that, but I trust Illumination. They've done what, great. Did you grow things. up playing Sonic? the fucking hedgehog no what's happened to that sonic movie by the way um yeah. no i mean i the just I, I like movie. i like computer games it was a big you know part of my pop culture thingy but i've never really felt a particular you know affinity to it yeah i played mario kart and stuff it's great fun um, mario is great but i think as, as an animated movie and i think with illumination behind it could actually do that could actually be you know, i think a it's a perfect fun. fit it's a really good fit i can see it now i can see the movie in my head and also with the rumors congratulations that, illumination yeah, another hit yeah no it's like there's a billion for you right there yeah but i think also it's because universal are um, rumored to be um, adding some Super Mario elements to some of their theme parks around the world. Again, it's kind of like one of those add-on things. Up. I'm like, this is just. Can we bank. get a real approximation of Mario Kart, Super Mario Kart? Well, real approximation. A Mario Kart 64. Well, like a live action. Like, yes, like Death a fucking race. like. I want to like race on Rainbow Road at Disneyland. Ooh, that would be sick. Hook that shit up, Universal. That'd be sweet. Um, Netflix did a deal with Luke Besson's Europa Corps. Uh, yeah, um, for a, a multi-picture deal. Oh, um, wow. Taken uh, five, taken six, taken seven. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what? People would watch that. People are watching the Taken TV show. They should do a whole TV you know? show of The Professional. Do The Professional as a TV show. Yeah. Call it Matilda. That'd be pretty kick-ass. Yeah. That'd I mean, really I'm full cool. of great ideas here today, guys. Make me as an So are you saying now that an action movie universe around a movie is actually... Yeah, yeah. a good... Uh, a, <laughs> an actual good, good movie. Not, action movie, Not right, Jason okay. Statham's fucking crank movie. China O'Brien cinematic universe. <laughs> action Jackson. I, I like, I, I'm like, make a TV series about the professional. You're like, oh, well, what about crank? <laughs> they are not on the same the, level. No, but they are both great in their own way. Sure. They're, they're all special. All these film children, they're all special in their own way. Um, but yeah, no, I think that, uh, for me, I think that's actually a really good idea because obviously Luke, a couple of his movies have, have not exactly done particularly well at the box office, yet they still have an audience. Let me tell you what so you I do, So I think that would be quite good. You ready, so. to, you ready for this? Yeah. You make an animated Valerian series. Yeah. Valerian. Yeah. You just did the hard work of making the American public semi-familiar with this IP. Mm-hmm. It's obviously not getting a live-action sequel. Yep. Make an animated series. You have a zillion stories to draw from. Thank you very much. Good idea. Sign that shit up. 
Emily Blunt mm. landing the female lead in Jungle Cruise. This is something mm-hmm. like just like Kroll's fucking killing me this week. Kroll, you're fucking killing me this week. Uh, these are all stories that I knew about uh, heading into Sundance and then just did not look into. I was Lazy. too busy at the festival. Uh, so yeah, I was not surprised to learn that Emily Blunt got the lead in Jungle Cruise. Good for her. That's a, a, a nice get for Disney. Her and Dwayne Johnson. Her second uh, major movie with pr- Disney. Yeah, pretty intriguing uh, pairing. You're right. She's in Mary Poppins. Coming Is there going to be Christmas. a third? Could we see Mary that? Poppins too? Could we see the, the Blunt trilogy at Disney? <laughs> the the Blunt Cinematic Universe. <laughs> I like that. At Disney. Yep. Sign me up. Yeah. Uh, Jungle Cruise. I, I feel like I was reading some article somewhere about how Jumanji would affect Jungle Cruise or something like that. No. I don't know. Um, but yeah, t- hey, time is of the it, uh, it, is of the essence. The Rock a, is just hot. yeah. And in a Venn diagram of of cinematic stuff, I think there is an overlap, but I don't think they're the Rock has Rampage and Skyscraper this yeah. year, man. Mm. Big. Uh, Sam Raimi got the job of directing the King Killer Chronicles yes. or something like that. Sounds like fantasy mumbo jumbo that I won't be terribly interested in. But nice to have Sam back. Yeah, it is. What happened to this Bermuda Triangle movie? Yeah, uh, all these Got Bermuda Triangle somewhere. movies get so fucking close to starting, and then yeah. they disappear. Oh, it's almost oh, like a mystery. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, King Killer Chronicle boasts a script from was Lin Lin Manuel Miranda yeah. involved in it. Yeah. Or he was script, or is he doing the music? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, neither do I. But yeah. uh, tell me what this needs. What's just, that a song? Does it? Just the title of it. I'm like, yeah, yeah I don't know. Uh, Halloween started production. Uh, we saw this on Twitter. She was posting. Uh, there was a picture of uh, Jamie Lee Curtis uh, on the set, and they used the original clapperboard from the that first Halloween movie. That is pretty cool. That which is pretty I, cool. I did, you know, have a little nerd squeak. I am over. jealous of our pal Ryan Turk, who gets to be on set for that one. Still very curious to see what the direction is. Nobody knows what the nope. story is. They're just like, well, it's a sequel to this one. Wait, but it's it, out in October. But a sequel to this one. But yeah, it, it'll be October. out shortly. Uh, so be patient. I have the utmost faith in this team since mm-hmm. David Gordon Green uh, directed my favorite film last year, Stronger. So. Go Halloween. Now, we talked about this at the top of the show, Bad Boys. Uh, we touched on this. Martin Lawrence. From That's right. Adil El Arby and Bilal Fala. Yes. Uh, yes. You probably will not know. Uh, they are a directing pair. Um, so Bad Boys for Life is looking to start filming this August. Um, so I'm assuming they're going to be looking to. at a 2019 Do, do you know how release. long I've heard that Bad Boys 3 is looking to start production? Do you no, know how many I mean, years? God, I mean, I've... Do I've been Jerry Bruckheimer a, dozens of times over the last 10 years. And every single time it's been like, it's been, yeah, but don't worry, we're still working yeah. on it. It's close. When I spoke to him most recently for 12 Strong, he he did seem more positive that this was this was going to be happening. Like these are the, just before Top Gun 2 got announced. These are the same guys so, that he chose to direct Beverly Hills Cop 4 as well. Yes. Uh, another movie that... I don't think you'll be seeing anytime soon. No. But he likes the direction. He likes the ideas that they've got for this. They had they chatted just a couple of weeks ago. I just, I you know, even seeing Martin Lawrence at the Black Panther premiere, I'm like, wow, this guy's going to be the fucking co-lead in a something like a big franchise action movie. Well, I just don't. I mean, they're going to have obviously have to find a way to pass the torch to another generation of bad boys. We assume that he's going to be. He might not have as big a part. He might be. Maybe he's shocked. like the captain who's behind the. He's the Joey Pantoliano, be. and yeah. now it's you know Will it's Smith Will and, and his new and new... Martin Lawrence's son or something or his mm-hmm. nephew. I have no idea what it's going to be. Uh, these guys, LRB and Fala, uh, they did this movie Black, at, which I think it was at Toronto last year. Jerry mm-hmm. Bruckheimer must have seen it and loved it since he hired him for two fucking movies. But uh, but yeah, Jerry, between these two long-delayed sequels that I'm not sure that 
there's a real appetite for mm. like I'd see fucking Joe Carnahan's Bad Boys Three. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and and Top Gun Two. It's just like Jerry, find something else, baby, honey. Yeah. No, Don Draper was saying Move that on. you know he was very interested when Joe Carnahan was going to be directing. Me, me too. But I, you know, I do like it's Bad just, Boys. He's playing his greatest hits. Too. It's like yeah. Jerry just going back and doing the golden oldies. I, I don't know. If it can put bums on seats, that's very much what studios are into. You know, they want these. The, the, the these question popcorn. is, do you, listen again with Tom Rothman. He did Dark Tower for sixty million dollars. Mm-hmm. So even though that movie wasn't a hit, it didn't kill the studio. Yeah. If you figure out a way to make Bad Boys for sixty to eighty million, yeah, you're looking good. But if it's costing you one twenty-five, I don't know that it's worth it. Nope. Um, I broke a story this week about Clint East. We have five minutes left in the show, we so uh, we're gonna we're gonna hustle. Clint Eastwood directing this uh, movie, The Mule. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I'm told that that is definitely in the works over at Warner Brothers. He'd be playing a, uh, the true story of a 90 year old drug courier, which is kind of crazy to think about. Will I mean uh, Clint Eastwood? You know, since he's this huge Republican, yeah, doing this movie that's about drug smuggling. Uh, but I don't know. Could be cool. It's a different kind of role for him. He definitely needs to move off of like the heroic rah rah stuff. Uh, I'm yeah. looking forward to seven, fifteen, seventeen to Paris. I'm, I'm Have- seeing that on Tuesday. Oh, you got an I invite already? Got, yeah, I'm reviewing it for IGN. Oh, okay, well, da. I didn't get an invite otherwise. So yeah, I know a lot of people have already seen it. Yeah. Warner Brothers, not me. There was a junket uh, last week. Uh, well, look at look at that. But uh, yeah, uh, I've heard I've heard mixed things. Yeah, I'm. Mixed. It's not it's not a movie that I'm particularly excited about. I'm a little bit. I'm going in there with a very open mind. But from what I've seen so far in trailers and stuff like that, I'm like, okay. I think this is going to go. I think it's going to be fine for me. But I'll I'll see. I'm open to being. Uh, Jennifer Hudson cast as Aretha Franklin, or Aretha Franklin wants Jennifer Hudson yep. to play her. Uh, R E S P E C T. Uh, Mike, Flan- Mike Flanagan directing a Doctor Sleep movie. Yes, very excited about this. I like Mike's work. Yeah, you know, I I, I did not to start, but his work has grown on me. Mm-hmm. Hush and what he did with, with Gerald's game, I, yep. he has earned my respect, Mike Flanagan. So, but also the Ouija movie that he did was was a right, considerable improvement. Right, on the Every, first everybody one. did say that, and so it's actually I'll, a good horror movie. I'll give so. him credit. Yeah. Um, It did. I wasn't did a massive you see fan it? of that, to be honest. Yeah, I saw it. It was, it was decent. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, we, we, we are hoping for better than decent from Dr. Sleep, considering it's a fucking sequel to The Shining. Yeah. Uh, Trevor Groth, uh, for those in the industry who know him, he's a big programmer at Sundance. He was there for 25 years. He's heading to 30 West. The Blake Lively movie, The Rhythm Section, shut yep. down. Her hand is all fucked up, man. Yeah. That's the medical Her hand. Definition. She got diagnosed with a fucked up hand, Hey, doctor, dude. what's wrong? It's fucked up! Uh, that hopefully will resume in about five months or yep. so. Octavia Spencer and Tate Taylor reuniting. Uh, they work together on The Help. They're doing a Blumhouse movie called Ma mm-hmm. that I hear could be pretty crazy. I hope it's got her That's another one that I fucking knew. Insane. Just and then uh, John Krasinski's A Quiet Place, yep. opening South by Southwest. That movie looks awesome. Yeah, it does. Uh, of course, the big question, as I raised over on the tracking board, is whether we will see a sneak peek at Ready Player One, mm. which comes out at the end of March... South by Southwest would kind of be the perfect time to debut it. Um, Sundance, yeah, I went, I saw, you know, there were some good movies. I actually didn't see a lot of crap. Normally you see a lot of these su- crappy little Sundance movies, um, yeah. but there, there wasn't a lot of them. It was actually, it was a decent festival. There was just no breakout hit. Right. But the best things that I saw were Jason Reitman's Tully yeah. with Charlize Theron. If you like Young Adult, you'll check that one out. Uh, the, the horror movie Hereditary, Believe the Hype. 
believe the buzz. That's that shit's fucked up. And the the best thing I saw was the documentary Three Identical Strangers about triplets who are separated at birth. Guys, oh my god, check that one out. It is quite the story. Uh, I don't know when we're gonna gonna get a, a, a Han Solo trailer. Simon, any insight? Apparently Monday. Uh, it's not going to be Super Bowl. I was reading today that it might be Monday. Yeah, but you might see a little something of the Super Bowl hyping the Monday thing. Like Apparently, tune into Good Morning America tomorrow, right? Yeah, you pretend possibly you might, but Good Morning America is where they're going to debut. Yeah, we'll see. So we'll see. Uh, there were trailers this week for. That's not- the first one they've done a debut right. there. So Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, what'd you think of that one? Really like that trailer. Really wanted to see Michelle Pfeiffer in it though. Yeah. Uh, there was a Hereditary trailer, a Mute trailer. The Duncan Jones movie is going to be on Netflix. Deep Blue Sea Two. <laughs> it looks awful. Uh, there's going to be more, awful. more Cat in the Hat. Charlie Kaufman's doing a thriller for Netflix called I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Yep. And Casey Affleck not presenting at the Oscars. I have a lot to say about that one, but unfortunately... Time is up! We're out of time, folks. <laughs> Saving me from one long rant. Um... Simon, where can, can the good folks uh, find you? You can find me uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Showbiz Simon. There's also a Facebook page, This Is Simon Thompson. And please check out my work on Forbes, among others. And I'm Jeff Snyder, editor-in-chief of the tracking board, tracking-board.com. Mm-hmm. We're going to be de- debuting a, uh, a column from uh, Jeff... Jeff oops. Oh, the music is on. Sorry, Jeff Yang. It's like the awards. Uh, Come on, yes. just thank everybody and fuck off. Uh, yeah, at the Insider. Like thank my thanks mother. for reading it's the awesome. popcorn. <laughs> my friends, my gardener. Popcorn Talk Network. <laughs> Have a good weekend, everybody. <laughs> Woo! I'm going to buy Dave Matthews tickets. Producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.